Welcome to HopeNet Radio, connecting generations to save lives from destructive lifestyles and suicide. Suicide was definitely something that was on my mind a lot. I wanted the pain of life to just stop. My dad is kind of verbally abusive, and he's also a workaholic. When I was hanging around with a bad group, I got raped. I was angry with God for the longest time. A couple weeks ago, my cousin hung himself. I really need to get closer to God. I just slipped so far. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to HopeNet Radio tonight. It's a special edition of HopeNet Radio. We're not really changing the time or anything, but tonight's a special edition because this is Thanksgiving. We're at that time of year, and um, maybe you're stuffed with turkey and you're ready to fall asleep. You could also be coming in from deer hunting and just wrapping things up there, too. So we're glad that you have joined us tonight on the show. And um, tonight, during the show, you're going to want to get connected with us. You can always email us at hope at hopenet360.com. And uh, also connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. I know you've been off of there for the entire break of Thanksgiving. Um, not, But tonight's a special night. And tonight we're going to be just reflecting on being thankful and nothing more, nothing less. I think that's the main part of this show, Dave. Uh, DW's in studio. We've got Kyle and Todd with us. And and uh, glad that you guys are here. I'm thankful for you guys just to start off with tonight. So, again, connect with us on the show. Be a part of this show. And we're going to take a step back and not focus so much on the problems that people face and that we all struggle with. But we're just going to have an attitude of gratitude tonight. I yeah. think that's the best place to start. You know, Jeff, you just said a, a tremendous amount there because so much time, so many times, Thanksgiving has to do with perspective. That's it. Mm-hmm. Just perspective. Have you ever um, gone on a, a mission trip? Have you ever gone overseas and, and into a third world country? I have not yet. Uh, uh, Todd, have you? I have not. Kyle? Not overseas. Yeah, okay. Um, thanks, guys. Uh, that Dave, was helpful. Dave, I have, I have been. Yes, thank you for asking. Okay, good. You in know, my mind, I've thought about it. Yeah. Yes. Well, I was, in a, I, I was in a place in Africa <laughs> once where I was teaching, and um, the people there made $12 a year hmm. in that area. And I'm telling you, just perspective-wise, it was extremely difficult for me to not be grateful and happy when I got home. It, it really was. And, and it's all perspective. And, uh, and I might say that that's kind of interesting when you think about it. And when you think about somebody in the Bible that just teaches us things, um, obviously the Apostle Paul comes up. And, and I was reading in 2 Corinthians 11. And I want to ask those listeners if they would just pause for a minute and go get their Bibles at some point tonight. You know, I'm, I'm not sure when you would do this, but maybe before you go to bed and read the book of Philippians over. Just read it and let God speak to your hearts and and here's the thing I want you to ask. The, the Apostle Paul wrote that book, and, he, and it's really the theme of joy. But let me read you some things that went on in his life. In 2 Corinthians 11, the 24th verse, it says, Five times I received at the hands of the Jews 40 lashes, less one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I was adrift at sea. And frequent journeys in danger from rivers, danger from robbers, danger from my own people, danger from Gentiles, danger in the city, danger in the wilderness, danger at sea, danger from false brothers, in toil and hardship, through many a sleepless night, in hunger and thirst, often without food, in cold and exposure. 
And apart from other things, there is the daily pressure on me of the anxiety of all the churches. You know, it's just interesting. I mean, here's this guy who is extremely burdened, extremely into warfare, extremely beat up, you Mm -hmm. might say. And when you read the book of Philippians, I want you to keep that in mind, that the guy who wrote it is talking from this background and this experience. There are ways to be thankful, and and, and, and a lot of it is readjusting our perspective to reality. Hmm. And, yeah. and that's very important to be able to do. Yeah. So, Kyle, Todd, you guys are, are young yet. Um, you've gone through a lot of maybe different Thanksgiving times. What, what's been your favorite Thanksgiving memory that you can think of? There's been a couple of where we were just able to spend time with close family friends and just sit back and... One in specific, I, was, I think it was a f- sophomore in high school. We went over to a really close family friend's, and he was almost like kind of like my grandpa, surrogate grand- grandfather, kind of Christian grandfather. None of my, one of my, gra- none of my grandparents are saved, so he was kind of like my Christian granddad. And it was the last Thanksgiving I got to spend with him, and kind of like one of the last memories I actually have of him was that Thanksgiving. And that just, I remember him singing. We we sang a hymn, and I just saw how joyful he was, and having that as as my last memory of him is is, is really cool hmm. and I, I think that's one of my favorite thanksgiving memories and it's it's a great last memory to have of him wow i think one of my favorite memories is just doing stuff as a family just nothing like no real agenda like something that like okay we're gonna do this it's just being together so. yeah you know i love just stopping just stopping everything and being with family. And and sometimes I know that doesn't happen. We we travel and do stuff and it becomes very busy. But I love the stopping process of just reflecting again on what's really important. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think of my mom in the last few years. She was around in Thanksgiving and Christmas. And uh, we had to actually carry her up into the house so that she could make it with us. And, and she would sit in a chair and she couldn't move. And we would just bring her things. And just having her there and, and understanding the specialness of the relationships you do have. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could have, I guess we could have dwelled on all the garbage at that point and how tough it was physically for and stuff, but we didn't. We were able to focus on the fact that we were together as a family yeah. and enjoyed the fact that we could be together. So I, I think, again, we, it's that perspective thing again and, and making the memories today special so that tomorrow we can look back on them and enjoy them. Um, some people don't have that where they can look back and see positive things. And it's because today they didn't create the positive in their family. Mm-hmm. So uh, there are always great things that we can focus on. And I think that Thanksgiving is a time where we pause and do that. And if it's absent, I think it's a great time to sit with God who loves you and reflect and ask some questions. Yep. And, you know, this may be a difficult time for you. And as you're listening to the show tonight, you might be just thinking or maybe not thinking, but just crying because there's there's so much pain around this time. I mean, you guys both talked about it. Having memories of a now loved one who's passed um, can be very difficult. And uh, and that death happens, but especially around the holidays, especially around this time of year when it's about family and being together and those memories come flooding back, you know? And so tonight, maybe that's you and you need to just talk to somebody. Uh, We have live coaches waiting to chat with you and they're online. They're available even tonight. Go to hopenet360.com. And click on chat with a live coach or click on the help button. Either way, you get to our crisis chat line. And it may not be a crisis, but it might just be a, a way to, to vent, to let this out. And maybe you're frustrated or you're just you're angry at something and, and um, you don't know why. 
Yeah. You know, I'd, I'd like to give him another exercise, too, uh, if I could. Mm-hmm. The Apostle Paul in the book of Philippians said this, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, verse 3, first chapter. I thank my God in all my mem- remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you, all making my prayer with joy. What, what's really cool is, is he's saying, I'm thinking of those people in my life that were very special to me, and I still want to be a part of their lives, and I get to by prayer. Mm-hmm. I, I would encourage our listeners this time of year, stop for a minute. Just stop. Go somewhere quiet and think of those who had a positive impact in your life, those in your life that you had special relationships with, and just start thinking of those, thinking mm-hmm. of those, and, and pray for those people. And you know what? I, I promise you, things will become very thankful at that point, and you'll begin to have an attitude of gratitude, if you if you want to call that. Yep. Um, so I, I'm just looking at how Paul, I mean, he has some real nuggets in that book of Philippians, and, and right at the beginning, there's one of them. Think of the people you love. Now, you know, for me, I, I had such a special relationship with my dad, mm. and it was around Thanksgiving he died. And, and so the, the memory of that time of year can be tough. But you know what? Instead, I've hung a picture of him in my office. I look at him um, every day when I sit at my desk because he's across from me. And I've chosen to remember that with fondness, mm-hmm. with the idea that my dad loved me, that, that I had a great childhood, that, you know, y- you can look at these things in different ways. And, and I'm asking our listeners today, would you spend a little bit of time just going by yourself somewhere and thinking of the people in your life who you love and who have had a positive impact? Maybe you have to think of two of those who had a positive impact on your parents and, and maybe on your grandparents. See, there's a, there's a lineage there, a, a history Mm-hmm. And, and I would ask that you go think about that. And I think when you do that, you'll become grateful all of a sudden in a different way. Right, right. So tonight, it's a, it's about slowing down. So tonight's episode of Hotnet Radio is going to be a little bit different. But we're still going to play music. And uh, you're not going to want to miss the next part of our conversation again. Remember, get your emails in. Let us know what are the things you're most thankful for. What are some of your favorite Thanksgiving memories? We would love to hear from you tonight as we just contemplate and, and uh, take a little step back and be thankful for the, the many different things that God has allowed to be in our life and for the memories that we have. So get connected on the show tonight. You can also connect on Facebook and Twitter at HopeNet360. That's HopeNet360 tonight. And uh, let us know what you think. And uh, we're going to play some music, take a break here. You're listening to HopeNet Radio. Are you hurting, stressed out, need somebody to talk to? Chat with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to HopeNet Radio tonight. It is the special edition of HopeNet Radio Thanksgiving is here and it's this weekend and so we thank you for being part of the conversation tonight you can always connect with us hope at hopenet360.com is our email address and uh, get on facebook and twitter let us know what you're thankful for uh 140 characters on twitter it'd be great to hear something use the hashtag hnr for hopenet radio and if you're on facebook you can go to hopenet360's facebook page and uh, connect with us there send us a message or just comment on our wall and Dave and I are hanging out there just chatting with you guys and hearing from you. We want to hear what you're thankful for tonight. And so we're taking the focus off of some of ourself and our problems. And we're not really focusing on the struggle so much tonight. We really want to focus on the being, having the attitude of gratitude 
I think is really what it comes down to. That rhymes. And being thankful. It does rhyme. And, and some have Neat. called me a, a mad lyricist, but that's not me. Um, <laughs> I'm just, not, I'm a real. not angry. No, I'm not no, angry. I don't no. think you are angry. No. no. I think you're a crazy lyricist. Yeah, it very well could be a crazy <laughs> lyricist. Yes. I don't know. Anyway. I, I thought that was funny, Dave. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> The Swedes, we have a hard time with these joke things. Uh, so dry. So dry. Anyway, uh, tonight on the show, Dave, uh, we want to help you guys understand, and even for ourselves, you know, this is a hard time of year for people, and we can admit that, but it's also an opportunity that we have to be thankful for the, the things in life, not necessarily just the possessions, but for what we have in life. Yeah. The memories, we talked about the memories last, the last part of our conversation. And if you, uh, just a, a side note, if you miss anything in the show tonight or any of the other previous shows, you can go on iTunes on the podcast app and subscribe to the HodeNet Radio podcast. And we hope you do. And if you're listening on that, then you're already a step ahead of me. So, um, Dave, how can we move our focus from the stuff that's going on in our life, the, the, maybe the depression that we're in, and actually find things that we're thankful for and, and have an attitude of gratitude in a maybe a dark place that we're in. Yeah, you know, I think, again, what we talked about is perspective. And we were talking about the book of Philippians and encouraging our listeners to go and read the book of Philippians later today sometime. And, you know, get the Bible and just read it through and, and ask the questions while you read it. Uh, what were the elements that the Apostle Paul is demonstrating here that really allowed him to be joyful regardless of what was going on in life that was tough? Because there's some elements in there. And uh, the last uh, segment we talked about, he was thankful for people. He really was. And and we encourage people to take a moment and think about those in their lives that have had a positive effect in their lives. And and otherwise, you know what happens? It's like uh, the negative stuff eclipses the good stuff. Uh, You know what eclipses? You know, the moon will get between the sun and and the earth. Yeah, it covers it. Yeah, and you can't, you know, and all of a sudden this bright, wonderful sunlight is gone because of the moon. And the moon is actually rather powerless. It's really small. Uh, in comparison to the sun, it's not... Well, it's not actually the moon, it, Dave. It's it, the earth. It's the earth, yeah. The earth gets yeah. in front of the Thanks. sun. Thanks. And... Well, you know, science lesson 101. <laughs> whatever it is, what, <laughs> whatever it is, Jeff, the, uh, it, it eclipses yes, the good stuff. It does. And, and I think that what our listeners need to think about is, you know, if, if you're really struggling with joy and happiness today, um, there's something eclipsing it. And uh, as you read the book of uh, Philippians... Uh, you can just kind of see some of the pattern that Paul had. A, a little uh, after that first segment that we read in verse 6 of the first chapter, the Apostle Paul said this, and I am sure of this. I, I always pause when there's a, a statement like that and a comma. I am sure of this. This is being said under the direction of the Holy Spirit. This is, here's, here's something that you can take to the bank. This is something that's absolutely going to be. Mm-hmm. He says that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion on the day of Jesus Christ. Now, mm-hmm. I'm telling you something. That's a very powerful statement. Yeah, it is. Um, and here's what I think he's saying. that God will win this thing. Join him. He's going to win this thing. Be glad about it. Be glad about the journey. Be glad about what he's going to do. Be glad about the fact that you could be his child. Be glad about the fact that you have a position as a child of the king. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter what happens to me today, no matter what it is, because of my position as a child of God, I know that it can turn out to be good mm-hmm. it, because I know who's in control of that. If I'm sick today, I, I can be sick and I can, I can realize that God right now could speak a word and I'm well. 
The mm-hmm. fact that he doesn't does not negate his love. Yeah. It doesn't mean he, he doesn't care. It means that there's something there for me that's good that I need to deal with. And, and, and that's what's happening. Uh, I'd yeah. love to ask you guys. I mean, are you always convinced that God is at a, doing a work in your life for good? Or is, it, or is that eclipse somehow? And what, what eclipse is that? Any idea, Kyle? What, what would eclipse the idea of God doing something good in your life? I mean, do you really see that he's working in your life in a good way? And, and at times, um, what, is, what are the things that stop you from seeing it? I think my own selfishness, I think, is definitely one thing that gets in the way. I think I get um, so worked up in what I want at that moment. And if, it's, if I'm not getting exactly what I want, I feel like... Well, why? I, why can't I be happy too? Why can't I get what I want? And so I what's think your that, viewpoint? That what's your viewpoint of God then? I mean, is he a genie in a bottle or something? You come to him and you get three wishes. Unfortunately, I think that's sometimes how we all view God, and um, and that's something that I've really tried to get away from. And and I I a lot of times people and myself included at times view God as well. Not maybe. How should I put this? I view God in a way that if I don't get what I think is the best thing, God doesn't, isn't there or isn't providing. The or way doesn't I love you to. or something. Yeah, something like that. And I, I think, and that's like, well, what the heck? And, uh, and you know, you get selfish and um, you kind of, you kind of have this little pity party because it's not exactly how you worked it, like not exactly how you wanted it to go. So kind of like a kid in uh, Walmart who didn't get the toy once, he starts screaming and. Tells them, Mom, you don't love me. You need to, you need to give me what I want, or, or you don't have the relationship right, or something like that. Is that? Yeah, I, I would say that's that's pretty accurate. I mean, I I feel like I've grown, and I I, I want to get away from that as much as possible. But I, I I feel like at times we all throw ourselves some pity parties and yeah. say, oh, oh, poor oh me. yeah, you know, like I think we all fall into that at times. This is the time of year. I mean, now now it's now it's game on. For all of these different stores, when they you know they do their big push for Christmas and holiday shopping and all that stuff, and uh, yeah, I don't go by holiday, it's Christmas shopping, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I, we get so wrapped up in the entitlement part of it, like what we what we want. We talk ourselves into it, it's what we need, but it's really what we want. Mm. And uh, we we talked about this last week, Dave. We talked about how you know we get focused on the stuff, and the stuff doesn't all it doesn't satisfy us. Mm. And and we get hooked on that so easily because that's kind of how we're wired. I mean, yeah. we're, we're we're wired for stuff. We're wired for material possessions, and we get that confused that our value and our our purpose doesn't doesn't come from those things, and they don't even fulfill us. And I think that's where Satan's got it skewed. I mean, off to the side because mm-hmm. really the the main thing we're wired for is relationships. Yep. And and the weirdness is we've begun to develop relationships with things. Well, you know, and you can't do that. You know what's interesting though is that relationships are for our good. It's what we're created for. We're created for a relationship right. with real people, with a real God. Right. But also, the thing that hurts us the most are relationships, right? And, and having relationships with things that cannot love you back, and things that are unimportant. Uh, it, it's really, it's, it's in a way when you understand what Paul just said here. He says, you know what? I have a relationship with God, and no matter what happens to me because of this relationship with him, no matter what happens to me, I know he's in charge of it, and I'm okay with that. It's the relationship thing that allows him to be okay. It isn't 
the circumstance. It is the relationship thing. And and what do we lack most of sometimes in our lives? It's the relationship thing, both with God, with one another. We we don't have it. And that's why we start off saying, remember the people who are very positive in your life. Get those relationships on your mind. And then remember, it's the relationship with God that is good for you. Mm-hmm. And he has his plan for good for you. And And just think of that for a while. And I think the joy will start to return a little bit. That is really important. And in the next part of our conversation, I really do want to ask how we how we be thankful after we've after we've really been hurt yeah. in the past. Let's because that's that's really I think a big part of it is people who have been hurt by past relationships, other people have hurt them deeply. And so our love for possessions, I think is just a, a displaced trust. It's a, a trust in things versus people because their stuff isn't going to hurt them the way that people have hurt them in the past. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so that's going to be the next part of our conversation. Keep it right here on Hope Net Radio. Tonight we're going to take a break, play some music, and uh, thanks for joining us on the special edition of Hope Net Radio tonight. We're connecting parents with their teens in real conversations that save lives. Hope Net Radio on Q90 FM. This is Hope Net Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to Hope Net Radio tonight. This is a special special edition of Hope Net Radio. And uh, we're glad that you are here with us, as always. DW in the studio. Kyle and Todd are with us. Hey, and what up? Tonight, our conversation is nothing less than being thankful. And so we want to hear. We're thankful you're listening. We are thankful you're listening. And we're thankful that you subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and you've connected with us and sent us all your emails and messages. And, and Dave and I just, we'd love to read all the different stories. Every week, we have the opportunity to hear from people from around the country and to connect with you guys. And it's just, it's, it's one of those things that I'm thankful for, just personally. And uh, we're almost three months into to this new show. And so we thank you for being a part of the conversation. Anytime, if you're new to the show, anytime you want, you can email us at hope at hopenet360.com. And uh, connect on Facebook and Twitter at hopenet360. That's our user on Twitter and on Facebook. So find our page, like us, follow us, connect with us, and all that good stuff. So Please, please like us. Please like us. <laughs> we... We would We'd be so less, happy. We'd feel less adequate <laughs> without you. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know yeah. what to say. Yeah, you know what? I, I want to, <laughs> you know, the last segment we were talking about seeing people and being thankful and then understanding God working with us relationally. I, I would just like to say that, that one of the things I'm very thankful for are the two young guys in the studio here with us, Jeff. Um, and, and, I, and I say that because I want to encourage everyone to uh, understand there's some great principles out there. Both Todd and Kyle have become good friends. And, and they're younger than I am. Mm-hmm. And they haven't taken this 57-year-old guy and pushed him out of their life. It's, it's easy to do that to, to somebody. And they haven't done it. In fact, it's the opposite. They have come and they've shared their lives with me and they've, they've talked. And, and, and because of that, we get to form a partnership for the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And I, for the rest of their lives, I get the privilege of being a part of praying for them and cheering for them and being a part of what they're doing. And likewise, Jeff, we didn't know each other well, you know, a year ago at all. And and now um, we've become good friends, I think, through this whole trial and process of what we're trying to figure out. You know, it's those things that y- you have to position yourself in life to have good relationships. Mm-hmm. In order to do that, you have to go through some, some uneasy times, I think. Um, for example, with Kyle and Todd, when we sit and just talk about life, I, I ask them to be honest with me. Mm-hmm. I really want them to talk to me about what's going on. Not because I want to judge them, though. 
because I'm older. I just want to see where they're at and give them some advice. And, 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 and my advice may not be perfect, it, but, but I want to give it to them. And, and I've been their age. I've been through their stage of life. And I encourage all of our young people to find a mentor and then be someone who's good at being a part of that relationship with an older person that loves God. Yeah. And, and likewise, Jeff. I mean, Jeff really is the, the brains behind this program and, and all the different stuff. And even to allow me the opportunity to be a part of what's going on there is very cool. And, and yet, uh, so often, we don't have this intergenerational thing that happens that's positive. And mm-hmm. on this show, we have it. And I think in life, we should have it. And uh, you'll find out that if you get the right people in that mix, they don't hinder you from being successful. Yeah. They actually do the opposite. They start using all of their wisdom, all of their experiences, and all their resources to help make you successful. And, and, I'm, and I'm showing thanks the other direction. A lot of times you might be saying, I think Kyle and Todd ought to be thankful for this. No, I'm saying it the opposite way. I'm thankful for that because as I get older, I want to put my time and energy where it matters. Yeah. And and it matters, I believe, in Kyle and Todd and meeting with Jeff and doing this program. So um, I, I think that, again, talks about what we've been talking about. Focus on both directions in life. Uh, look at those who you've been able to help. Look at those who have helped you, and I think you'll be a better person for it. Yep. In talking with people at this time of year, there are a lot of, a lot of people who are hurting we're really just going through a lot of stuff, family that's dealing with some health issues. Um, maybe they've been dealing with health issues. Maybe they've, again, we talked about it, lost a loved one you know, around this time of year. And um, and not only that, but we talk about how sometimes we get our, our focus off of things that are really important and we put them on things that are not really important. You know, we're, we're more pleased by the things that we have in our life, the stuff that we collect, and we spend time with those things. And uh, we neglect the real relationships that are in front of our in front of our eyes. And um, the thing that I've come to know is that it's not so much that we would rather love the stuff that we have um, because we're not wired that way initially. We we are wired when we're born. We're we're bonded with our mother and father in a way. Um, you know, maybe you grew up in a different scenario or situation, but you had a mother figure or a father figure at least in your life, and someone that helped raise you. Um, but there are people who have been hurt by other people. And so what's keeping them from actually being thankful for relationships in their life is a lack of relationship because there's been broken trust in their past. And so I want to ask the question, how do you be thankful for things in your life after you've been hurt by people? You know, I, I think that's a very good question because once again, people will eclipse God. And, and the only way to put things in perspective is to not have our face so close to the elephant. You know, I mean, uh, the old story that I tell, if you've never seen an elephant, let's go take a look at one. I take you to a zoo. I put a blindfold on you and say, uh, let's go in the cage. And I put your face up against the elephant and I pull the blindfold off real quickly. And I say, this is an elephant. That's awkward. Yeah, that's very awkward. And, and what, what do you think you'd see? And I know it depends on what part of the elephant I put you on, but let's say <laughs> it's on the elephant's belly at this point. Okay. So what would you see, you think, if your face was smashed up against and I pull that blindfold off? Dark, wrinkly skin. Yeah, you probably wouldn't see that. It'd just be dark and ugly and smelly and rough and, and maybe even yeah. hairy. You know, I, don't know what a, I don't know what an elephant belly looks like, so I'm not, I'm not sure. A little leathery, it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not that the elephant is all that ugly. It's that what I just did is smash your face against it. And so you, you, you can't really enjoy the elephant. And, and yeah. here's what I would say um, to what you just said, Jeff. There are so many people today whose faces are smashed up against bad relationships mm. that they cannot see a good one. 
They cannot see the good that's happened. That's why we started off in the book of Philippians talking about go back and take a look at some past relationships that did work. Start thinking about some of the good ones that were in your life. And I'll bet you all find them, a teacher, a, a pastor, a friend at church. Think of some of those relationships. Because I would bet that there are many people today that are seeing dark, gray, smelly, rough lives because their faces are smashed up against the world so much. And that's why people will isolate themselves from real relationships. Absolutely. And that's why they don't open up and talk with people. And that's that's one of the core elements of the show is we believe that real conversations really do save lives. Yeah. If you are willing to be vulnerable, and it, it's a two-way street. And the reality in some people's lives and a lot of people's lives, every single one of us has been hurt by somebody at some point in our life. It's going to happen. Right. Because we're selfish beings. And selfish people hurt people. Yeah. But – the goal is not to condemn selfishness and, and that sort of thing. The goal tonight is to get to an understanding of how we actually work through the difficulties and to come out the other side and still have joy and still find a way to be thankful yeah. in spite of the hurt, in spite of the things that we've been through. And so that's our focus tonight is how do we how do we move through that yeah. and, and willingly trust again after we've been hurt? Yeah, in each segment, we've asked you to do something. And, and Todd and Kyle want to ask you, how would you apply this? If I said, you know, you got to get your face away from the elephant. Now, with the context of what I just said, what would you do? Do you have any ideas for people? And, and how would you get to where you can get away from that elephant a little bit so that you could look at what the elephant really looks like? Get in the word and... Like we were talking about, get a mentor, somebody who's already been there, who doesn't have their face in whatever <laughs> right. the situation is. Yeah. That's, that's I, what you I know, Todd, I think that's just a brilliant advice on that because when you come and talk to me about things, you know, you know, boy, he's not here in life right now. Right. But I also get to look at it and say, I know your face is against that elephant. See, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I get to do that. So I get to gently kind of move you back and say, could you just look at it this way for me? And, and I think that's key. So, so we have given people each segment something to work on. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm telling you, if, if right now your face is too close to the elephant, find somebody who is in a relationship with you. If not, go to church, find an older person, same gender, and sit down and talk to them. See if they can help you move a little bit down the road, uh, your perspective, and see the elephant a little clearer and not be so stinky. Well, something I noticed, too, that I think is just awesome, like with you and my dad is like, Trust me, it's not always going to be like this. Right. You'll get through it, and it's it's cool because, like, learning to trust you guys, it's like, oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. It's like taking a big breath of fresh air, you know, a big sigh of relief. Exactly what the program says, too. Conversations save lives. See, what happens is you start a conversation with a mentor. You, you begin to renew your perspective differently. The elephant isn't quite so rough and smelly anymore. Yep. So tonight we want to hear from you. What are things that you're most thankful for in life, the relationships you have, Friends that you have, share us. Share that with us. Hope at HopeNet360.com is our email. Also connect on Facebook or Twitter, too. And we just we want to hear your story. We want to hear what you're thankful for in life. So we're going to take a break and play some music. You've got it here on HopeNet Radio. Feel like nobody cares? We do. HopeNet360.com has an online crisis chat line powered by Groundwire. A live coach is available to talk right now at HopeNet360.com. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to HopeNet Radio tonight. Glad that you're with us on this special edition of HopeNet Radio. It's Thanksgiving weekend, and we're glad that you're here with us. And 
So tonight our focus is on being thankful and how we can be thankful, talking about things we're thankful for and um, and the relationships, the memories, the different uh, experiences we've been in, maybe our favorite Thanksgiving time together with family, what that was like. So share your experience, share your thoughts with us. Hope at hopenet360.com is, of course, our email. And I'm sure if you've been listening for a while, you know that already. But I just tell you because I love that you guys email us and, and tell us all about your different stories, and we just we love hearing from you. So we're also on Facebook and Twitter tonight, and we'd love to hear from you. So, uh, Kyle and Ty, we've been talking about being thankful and how to how to go about being thankful in the midst of difficulties. And we talk about the example of Paul. Um, what does it mean for you guys to be thankful? How do you how do you get past the busyness and the craziness of this time of year? And how do you disconnect enough to reflect on it? Do you guys do that? Um, what's that like for you? I really try to, I, I don't know if I, I'm the best example of that all the time, but I really try to put things in perspective and not only put things in perspective, but remind myself that I'm not here for me. And I think once I do that, once I take a step back and realize that, um, it's not all about me, you understand how, um, awesome it is. You understand how great God's gift was to you. And it just makes you want to serve serve God in everything you do. How do you do that, Kyle? I mean, I, I, you said you want to adjust your perspective. You want to look at okay. How do you, you sit on a couch and 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 chant or what? I mean, what do you do? Well, you know what? I, I, what I I like to do is just look at look at scripture and just look at look at the examples that that God has given us through scripture and people like Paul and when he when what you read in Philippians. I mean, he got tortured. He got beaten within an inch of his life, literally. And when I look at that and I see his joy, that gives me something to strive towards. And that makes me want to be more. And that makes me want to be thankful for, for everything. It makes me thankful for everything. And yeah. just say, say, God, I'm so blessed. You've given me so much. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry for not being thankful all the time. And honestly, like like Paul, like Joseph, in jail – getting beaten, I want to be thankful. I want to be joyful in the hardest times of my life. So you need to figure out what they knew. Yeah, well, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's, and that's that's the understanding. And they knew it wasn't about them. They knew that there was more to it. There, it wasn't just um, the pain on this earth means that you don't have to be thankful. They, they understood that there was a reason behind everything. So do you think Satan is trying to rob that away from you, uh, that, that idea of sitting and understanding what they knew? Um, because obviously that that probably takes some quiet time, some thinking, some that kind of thing. Well, yeah, and and, and in our culture, that isn't really Abs- what we do. Well, that's absolutely our culture is bent towards saying feel sorry for yourself. You need to not be thankful unless you have these things. If you have all these perfect things, if you're doing all these things, then you can be like then you should be thankful. But I think it's a very unrealistic and and definitely not godly thing to look at. I mean, a lot of those things are probably sex. If you're if you're having a lot of sex, if you're partying a lot, if you're um, watching TV a lot. I mean, they're exactly. they're always telling us what we're missing out on, right? Yeah, definitely. So, do you need to do you need to actually? I mean, do you personally would would you like turn some of that stuff off so you can think, or or what do you do? Um, you I think you have to take a step back from it sometimes, and and you have to. You have to change something. So in if your you're life, thankful, you're, you're saying it's okay to turn the TV off, get quiet, that kind of thing. Oh, absolutely! You have to do that. You can't. You can't just sit in front of the TV and do those things all the time. It's just not realistic. For me, a more realistic example is honestly turning off a Bears game. Yeah. Because sometimes, I, that, that's not hard for me though. <laughs> maybe not for you. 
But sometimes for me, it's I'm I get unthankful when the Bears lose, yeah. and I'm like, dang it, you know, and it ruins my whole entire day, and it's yeah. just so mm. it's so like temporal things. Talk about things that don't matter at all. Do you yeah. think the pair? Do you think the Bears really care if I care if they win or lose? They no. probably really don't. Yeah, Packers Packers fans never have that problem. Yep. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. You know, I, 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 in that example though, I, I realized that years ago. I used to really be into games, and I'm very calm when I watch. Because I've realized it really doesn't matter what I cheer or don't cheer or like or don't. There's going to be a result on this mm-hmm. thing. And, and I don't have anything to do with it. And, and I realized it was all me anyway. I wanted to walk around with my big Packer shirt on saying, look at me. Whoa, I'm bad. Why? Because I got a shirt on? <laughs> and I mean, yeah. I, it, it's again, it's perspective a little yeah. bit. And, and being able to, to slow down enough in our culture to gain a perspective is very important. And if, you're not gonna, if we're not going to do it, I guess we're not going to get the perspective. I think the main thing for me, though, in realizing that is when I think about my life and I make it about me and I start feeling sorry for myself, it's almost impossible to be thankful for what God's given you when you make yep. it all about yourself. So for me, when you talk about how do I do that, I think the only way I can do that is really taking a step back and saying, okay, God, it's not about me. It's about you. And when I make it about God, everything is just uh, – there's so much to be thankful for. Yeah. I, I mean you, can, you have an opportunity to be thankful for everything. So in, in essence, you need to remember what you know instead of what you feel. Absolutely, yes. And definitely. if you don't know God, that's step one. Yeah. You have so to somebody know listening that. today that says, yeah, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, you know, I would say that if you're really angry with God, you're disappointed with God, you're, you think God, I would, I would say from my perspective that you don't know him. And, and so the answer is to get to know him, that's all. And, and that changes everything at that mm-hmm. point. And, and that's really what you're talking about, Kyle. It, it's what you know, your perspective, your angle, what's eclipsing it. You, you need to understand those things. And, and you need to know who God is. That's yeah. all. And it's funny, too, because... That story with Paul and getting beaten in the jail and then still singing songs of praise is really, to me, one of my favorite stories just because it gives me something to look at and say, okay, if he can do this in that hard time, I should never not be thankful for anything. You know, I mean, I really need to take a look at myself in the mirror and say, why am I feeling so like, why am I like this right now? Why am I unthankful for things? In the one passage where um, Paul's talking, I think it's Philippians, where he just says, I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed. And I, like, I stopped and I really, like, focused on that word hope. I'm like, this is Paul. If there's anybody in the Bible that would have, like, arrived there or whatever at the super Christian status, it would have been Paul. But he's like, I... I still hope that when I come in contact with new people that I won't be ashamed. I was like, wow, if that's not hope and encouragement for me, I don't know what is because if he's still hoping, it's like, wow, I guess I'm just like Paul in that sense. And so that gives me hope and courage to be like, well, if he can ask God for hope, well, I can do that too. Hmm. Yeah, You know, I, I think of not only Paul but some of the older stories in the Bible like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego – the, the thing that really got me going when I was uh, Kyle and Todd's age especially was I was looking at that story, and, and it just struck me so. What did these guys know? I mean, really, they wouldn't bow. They stood up to the king of the day. They were willing to burn rather than even fake a bow. And, and I remember dedicating myself to the idea that I wanted to know what they knew. That's all. Mm. Because if, if I knew what they knew, then I wouldn't bow either. But yeah. I needed to know that. And so, and, and that's really what I encourage uh, Todd, Kyle to do and, and our listeners to do is spend time getting to know what those who did it right knew. 
I mean, that's all. Go into the Bible. Go into Philippians. We ask you to read it. You know, that's one of the assignments for this program. Go into it and, and start asking the question. In fact, when you read through the Bible, I want to encourage you. Always ask, when you see something that's really crazy, Noah building a boat on a mountain, you know, say, what did he know that allowed him to do this and allowed him to finish and allowed him to be then listed in Hebrews chapter 11 as somebody that we should pattern ourselves after because they knew. And, and I'm telling you, that, that alone is the assignment for this section because you can uh, really begin to realign your perspective if you would do that. So um, another uh, assignment, I guess, Jeff, it's been like homework city on the show. <laughs> you know, tonight is is really about reflection. I mean, the the whole purpose of it, are, my hope for you that's that are listening tonight is that you figure out how to take a step back. And, um, and this may be a really hard time for you to do that. And sometimes, I shouldn't say sometimes, I think oftentimes those of us who are really busy, who have a lot of noise going on, that we're constantly around something, it's because we're afraid of the silence. We're really afraid of the space. We're really afraid of what what comes in when things are silent. And if you've ever gone to a place that's absolutely quiet, like you talk about the Northwoods, going up to the Northwoods or something, where all you hear is the breeze or all you hear you know, it's the wildlife around you. And in the middle of winter, in the dead of winter, it's it's even more quiet. And we actually are uncomfortable with silence because it forces us to look, you know, who we are internally. It forces us to think about the experiences that we've had in the past. It, 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 it gives you space to bring those memories back up. And some of those memories are painful. Right. But the reality is, is even though you've been hurt, even though people have hurt you, even though there's been situations that have been out of your control and they didn't end well and they're not ending well, they're not going the way that you desire for them, you can still be thankful. You can still have an attitude of gratitude and we, we really want to get to where that comes from. So that's really the point of this show. So hopefully tonight after you listen to this show, after you listen to the podcast, that's what you get is understanding who you are, not based on what you have, but to be thankful, I guess in, for lack of a better way to do it in spite of what you've been through and what you've experienced. So keep it right here on HopeNet Radio tonight. If you're going through something tonight, a live coach is waiting to talk to you at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to HopeNet Radio. Tonight it's all about thankfulness, and we love your emails and your comments uh, again, connect with us if you're just tuning in. Email us, hope at hopenet360.com, and connect with us on this show. Tonight is not about us. Tonight is about you. It's it's about being thankful. Uh, this is that time of year, and it could be a hard time for you, but what we hope that you get from this show tonight is that you walk away from it knowing what you're thankful for and knowing how to have joy and how to get through the, the dark times and still still be thankful and to still have joy. And maybe, maybe tonight for you, it's rekindling that joy that you've lost years ago. And that's our hope for you tonight. So again, connect with us, share your, share your story with us, hope at hopenet360.com. And, um, Dave, we've been in, in Philippians one and there's some really good, uh, basic, a good outline of what Paul writes there. And he really helps to put some perspective on it. Paul was really going through the ringer yeah, and he really was. And Paul, if you, have not read the Bible or you've not really looked at the person of Paul. He's one of the most famous guys in the New Testament. He wrote most of the books of the New Testament. And um, he's a, a guy that 
you would think by all standards he was a very successful guy in biblical times. And yet he was persecuted. He was tortured for the sake of bringing the gospel to places that the gospel had never been to, to talk about Jesus, um, whom many of the Israelites had rejected. And um, and so he, he faced a lot of situations that he could have just given up hope. He could have just given up and said, forget it. I'm not thankful for anything. If anything, I'm I'm regretting the fact that I ever stood out and did anything for you, God. And he had those opportunities. And yet the things he writes in the, New, in the New Testament, even being in prison, he never got to that point. You'll never read it because it's not there. Yeah. He knew something that we need to know in our own lives today. Yeah, and that's what we've been focusing on. These people do it right. They know something. What do they know? And that's what you want to look at. Not just read the story. Let me give you a list. We, we've talked about... Uh, what happened and what we saw in Second Corinthians chapter 11, because Paul lists the trials. We've talked about um, the joy that's found in the book of Philippians. We're going to talk more about that. But in the book of Acts, here's what we found out about Paul. In Damascus, immediately after his conversion, he preached the word boldly, and the Jews then plotted to kill him. That's Acts chapter 9. In Jerusalem, he spoke boldly, and, and they attempted to kill him there. And, and that continues. In Antioch, uh, Paul taught the Jews... And they raised up in persecution against him and Barnabas and expelled them from the region, Acts 13. In Iconium, a violent attempt was made, both the Jews and Gentiles, to abuse and stone him. And, and he fled to Lystra. And you find that in Acts 14. And, and then in Philippi, Paul and Silas were beaten openly and thrown into prison. That's what we're talking about here. In Thessalonica, unbelieving Jews stirred up the city and attempted to seize Paul and Silas. And, 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 and so he was always being chased that way. In Berea, the unbelieving Jews from Thessalonica, excuse me, had stirred the crowds, and immediately uh, they were sent out to the sea to get away from things. In Macedonia, when the Jews plotted against them, Paul had to change his, his travel plans and backtrack uh, another way. In Jerusalem, Paul's seven-day purification was almost complete, and the Jews from Asia came to Jerusalem uh, to pull Paul out of the temple and began to beat him. That's right. In Caesarea, Paul was taken under guard and judged by the governor Felix, and 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 basically, uh, people were testifying falsely against him. Then he was shipwrecked on the Adriatic Sea. So we're talking about a guy that basically went through some real struggles in life, and yet he writes a book that all of us go to, and tells us about joy. And at this time of year, we want to read it with that in mind that he actually knew something. Mm-hmm. And and if you've been following the segments, we talked about him understanding uh, people and relationships in his life that were precious. We, we talked about remembering that God is really at work in your life, and, and we forget those things. And then he goes on and he says this, and I want to address Kyle and, and Todd again because really I've been able to have the privilege of working with Kyle and Todd, and in that process, this would be my prayer for them, at the same prayer that Paul says he has for the people around him. He says in verse 9, And this is my prayer, that, you lo- that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and discernment, so that you may approve what is excellent, and so be pure and blameless on the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. It, it, really, at the beginning there, Todd and Kyle, it's my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and discernment. When I say that, does that make sense to you? What does that mean? It means just that you want us to be able to understand what it is we're reading in the Bible. And I, just... I do. But, but here's the love thing. I want you to look at people, and instead of thinking of Todd, I want you to think of them. 
The key that the Apostle Paul is giving us right here is very simple. Think of others. When you look at them, love them. He's not talking about uh, love like in our culture where you get something back for it. You love somebody because they love you. No, it's an agape love. When you look at somebody, you need to think, what do I need to do in your life to make you the best you can be? And be, be thinking in those terms of other people. You, you know what's really weird about that, Kyle and, and Todd, is that when you do that, you're wired to do that, you find joy. And, and, and really, Satan works on the other side. Every advertisement on television you're going to see seems to point to what we're missing out on, that we're losers if you don't have this. That, you know, and so we begin to focus that way. The elephant is so close to us that it's dark and gray and smelly. And, and, and what the Apostle Paul is saying, here's what I found. Here's what I want for you. I pray that your love will abound more and more. That, that in knowledge and discernment, not just this feeling of love, but mm-hmm. that your love would abound more and more. And in that, you will find joy. And, uh, and, and so that would be my exhortation to uh, the young men and young women that are listening to us and the, the moms and dads and the grandmas. And, 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 and how would you apply that, though? How, how do you make love grow more and more? Kyle, any idea how you do that? I think to only, the only way to really do that is focus on how Christ loves and try to replicate that as much as we can. Exactly. Well, can I, can I yeah. just interject? Um, can you take a second and um, just kind of like explain the kind of love you're talking about? Because I think in our culture we have – I saw this video on YouTube where the guy talks about like how we have basically desecrated the word love. Because yeah. like back in the day when like in Greek, they had like three or four different words right. for love right. and they knew what it meant. Love is the only word for love that we have. Right. And, we're, you know, it's like – I love, I love, you know, my parents. I love lamp. I love grilled cheese. You know yeah, what pizza. I mean? So it's like, yeah, yeah pizza. Deep dish. <laughs> I love ah, deep. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah, exactly. But, it, and so it's like, I just think like we say like, oh yeah, I love pizza. Um, I love Jesus. You know, it's like, I'm sure Jesus appreciates being on the, you know, like he wants to be on a higher level than pizza in our mind. So absolutely. just like take it, if you could just take it. I will. Second. You know, it says in my prayer that your love abound more and more. And then it has a couple more words with knowledge and discernment see we understand that as kyle said that jesus is the example of love when dave wager was still a sinner worth you know as far as i can't do anything worthwhile for god whatever i'm an orphan i have no help i have when i was needy god sent his son to die for me he met the need in other words what he did is look at what dave wager needs and he met that need because he could he wasn't about his comfort, or Jesus would have never left heaven. He would have never come down here and lived here if it was about him. He was about us. And what the Apostle Paul find out, found out, and what he was sharing with us is, what you need to do is put yourself a little away from that elephant. It's not about you. It really is about God, and it's really about others. And when you live and make your life about God, and when you look at others and you make your life about uh, really uh, being concerned about what's best for somebody else, you will find joy because that's how you're wired. And, and, and Satan throws that little lie at us, that little voice saying, you can't achieve that. You can't. You've got to protect yourself. You've got to be about yourself. You've got to grab all the gusto yourself, and then you'll be okay. And people have been trying that for centuries. And, and when you are self-centered and grab everything for yourself, you lose. And, and the Apostle Paul is saying, I wish that your love may abound more in knowledge and discernment, not that you love pizza, but that you actually love people 
and you live that way, and when you focus that way, I promise you'll be joyful. Start to think about what your definition of love is, like Todd was talking about, and see if it's aligned with reality or if it's just cultural. And then if it's not aligned with reality, talk to God about it and get it aligned that way. The main thing is don't be afraid to love. And there's probably a song that goes with that, don't be afraid to love again. I don't know. I I didn't write it. I'm not going to sing it for you because you're not going to want to hear that. Sing it. It would ruin your Thanksgiving, guys. (laughs) Um, Speaking of which, uh, we need you to email in your top ways to ruin uh, Thanksgiving. Connect with us. Email us hope at hopenet360.com We'd love to hear from you. We're going to keep this conversation going and get things wrapped up in the next segment. So stick around. Keep it right here on HopeNet Radio. Love HopeNet Radio? Stay in contact all week long at hopenet360.com This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the special Thanksgiving edition of HopeNet Radio. We're glad that you've joined us tonight. If you missed the show earlier, make sure to subscribe on iTunes and check out all of our recent episodes on iTunes. Just look up HopeNet Radio. If you got the podcast app, you can find it there. Subscribe there. Connect on HopeNet360.com. All of our shows are on our website, HopeNet360.com, and you'll find the link there at the bottom of our homepage. So, um, Dave, we've had a really good conversation about Thanksgiving, and the part that I kind of want to look back, I want to look back to, and I don't want it to be a cliche thing, but if we look back at the story of Jesus, when Jesus was meeting with his disciples, and they had this this uh, this time that we know as the Last Supper. It was the last time that Jesus met with his disciples and he said some very profound things. And people, that's probably the the one moment that people look back on, historians look back on, and you really find out the character of Jesus in that moment. Because what he did and what he said, he knew he was going to be handed over to the authorities. He knew that he was going to be killed. And he knew that it was an injustice. He knew that it wasn't going to be fair. And he wasn't going to get a fair trial and, and all that stuff. But he knew what we didn't know. He knew something we didn't know. And um, when you look at that Last Supper, that time with his disciples and what he did, um, Paul even said that he, he replicated what Jesus did on that, that exact night. He took bread, and he before he broke it, he gave thanks. And so you have the model of Jesus that he knew that his, his, the hand that was being served to him, the cup that was being served to him, was, it was going to be awful. But he didn't go into despair. He didn't go into hiding. He went into his, with his disciples in his inner circle, and he gave thanks on the very night he's going to be turned over. So it's just it's interesting to me that oftentimes we're faced with circumstances in our life that are unfair. Things are happening that we we don't agree with and we don't like, and sometimes it it really ruins our our chance to give thanks and to be thankful. How do you keep the hope? How do you keep joy? How do you be thankful in the midst of that? Yeah, you know it's interesting. You talked about the Last Supper and Jesus chose to give thanks. If you look a little further into the future, you see that he's going to sweat drops of blood over this. Mm -hmm. The ultimate agony, really, over doing what's right. He agonized over doing what's right here. Now, you might say, well, that didn't sound fun. No, no, it didn't sound fun. But remember, he started the process understanding and telling the disciples that he was leaving, that he was going to go do this cross thing. He served them. He washed their feet. And then they remembered God and his purposes. If you were with us when we were talking about Philippians, uh, the idea of God finishing a good work in you no matter, see, Jesus yeah. knew that. He knew that God was going to finish this good work in him. And, and not only that, he focused on that. You know what I, I think he did, and it's a great lesson for all of us. Instead of focusing on the pain that he was going to endure, he focused on the purpose. Hmm. 
and 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 a lot of times when we focus on the pain, we forget the purpose. It, it's time to focus on the purpose of life. The purpose was going to be that the whole world could be reconciled to God. The purpose was going to be that he could adopt us as children because of what Jesus was going to do on that cross. And Jesus was focused on the purpose, and therefore it became the joy of the cross. Now, now that's the only thing that would give it joy. Yep. See, the nails didn't give it joy. The thorns didn't no. give it joy. The rejection didn't give it th- no, joy. No, not at all. The, the disciples running away, uh, Judas even didn't give it joy. Oh, that, yeah. that's not, you, you will either focus on pain or you will focus on purpose. And, and that's why those who aren't, um, can I say, intimate with God and walking with God and know God and loving God, they have a hard time being truly joyful because of the fact that, that their purpose is their uh, comfort. Their purpose is their their money, their status. Their see if that's your purpose and you're focusing on it, mm-hmm. and someone could take that away from you. Yes, you know your your health can be taken away. Your all of the physical stuff Jesus had taken away. That's you know? the, it's the same thing that Paul struggled with. I it mean, was. he he had that opportunity. Everything was taken away from him. It was. And Paul Paul was Saul. I mean, this is a guy who was powerful. Yep. He had everything when he wanted to, and yet he ended up in a prison. Everything was stripped yeah. away. Can I read even what Paul ended up saying in, in Philippians? Please this do. Ended up. It's a little longer, but, but this is a Thanksgiving time, and I, I, just listen to what he says. In the fourth verse of the fourth chapter, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, with thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Make your request known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and what you have received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. And, and it's interesting. The word peace there is really peace in the relationships of life. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, uh, you know, the peace in the relationships is what matters. I, I may not have uh, peace about my uh, four-wheeler. It might be broken or whatever else. But peace in the relationships you know, I want to know. I, I tell you that the honest truth is if if my wife and I are at odds about something, it destroys my day. Mm-hmm. It destroys my week. Until oh, I make yeah. that right, it doesn't work. I'm sorry. See, I need peace in that relationship. If, if I am uh, estranged from God for any reason, I, I'm choosing to not listen to him, choosing not to be, I need to fix that or I can't find peace. And and the Apostle Paul is just really saying it the way it was. You, you can rejoice in the Lord always and, and remember our assignment you're, you're all reading the book of Philippians at least once yep. in, in a quiet place and asking the question, what did the Apostle Paul know to get to this point? And, and, and trying to find that as you read the Bible itself. And I would say that it's the same thing that Jesus demonstrated, Jeff, as you talked about at the Lord's Supper. Jesus was focused on the fact that God was doing a good work in him. He was going to finish it. It meant going to the cross. Mm-hmm. But instead of focusing on the pain, he focused on the purpose, and the purpose gave him joy. And that's why there's so little joy in our world, because we're purposeless. We need to have purpose, and God can give you that purpose. And if you're struggling for that, 
where can they go, Jeff, to get a, a live counselor to help them with that? You can go and chat with the live coach at hopenet360.com. Just click on the help button, or if you're on the radio page, on the chat with the live coach button there. And um, Todd, I really did like your your question, uh, kind of the pushback of talking about love and how we define love because mm-hmm. you can you can say the same word for three different things you can you can say that i love pizza i love my mom and i love my wife and there are a few different ways of of expressing that love pizza i eat right. a pizza you know <laughs> if i love my wife i'll you know buy her flowers i can love my mom and buy her flowers too uh, that is is the same but not- there's there's different levels and our our society has taken this word love and sexualized it and put it into the the idea of having promiscuous relationships, and that's not that's not right either. And so, just looking at it from that from that perspective, people who've been hurt have a hard time loving again. But what do you think is one of the key essentials to allowing yourself to number one love and be loved? Not to focus on yourself, pretty much, is realizing that I think for loving others, um, that's putting their interests first, and for letting other people. Love you? Well, I, that's that's something that you may need to ask God for because if you've been hurt, the only way that you're going to be able to let other people love you is by first letting Christ love you. Forgiveness is a big part of that, right? Oh, yeah, for I mean, sure. To, if how... somebody's hurt you, I don't think you can truly forgive somebody else until you have, in your mind, come to the conclusion that Christ has forgiven you. Right. For what you've done. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. And, and Jesus on the cross said, Father, forgive them. Yes. Boy, there, there you go right there. He, he understood that. I think the, the two things we've talked about it, you know, the focus is on ourself. The selfishness is a roadblock to being thankful. And holding bitterness or unforgiveness is a roadblock to being thankful. So assignment for this segment, somebody in your life you're angry and bitter with, it's time to forgive. It is. Go talk to God about it. It is. And that's that will open up the door for Thanksgiving in your life. So for all of us here on HopeNet Radio, I hope you have a great rest of your Thanksgiving weekend. And remember, you can always chat with a live coach at HopeNet360.com. Email us anytime you want, anytime you've got questions, thoughts, ideas, things you want to share, or just a story of how this show has impacted your life. Email us, Hope, at HopeNet360.com, or connect at HopeNet360 on Facebook and Twitter. So thank you guys so much for joining us tonight on HopeNet Radio, this special edition of Thanksgiving HopeNet Radio. We'll see you guys online and next week. Bye, guys. Peace.